everyone. Welcome to another another edition of Hot Shakes and Hand Dogs, where we talk about independent wrestling here on the Mr. Warren Hayes YouTube channel. I'm Mr. Warren Hayes, accompanied by my co-host Sean Taggart. Um, We're having a time tonight. We, yeah, look, I think everything that could potentially go wrong before starting a stream happened. I had bitrate issues, which I fixed because I was an idiot. We had sound issues. And then when we actually started off, I'm I'm throwing around the Mr. Warren Hayes theme. I'm like, look, keep your branding consistent, Warren, if anything. It is a nice tune, so I wouldn't blame you for <laughs> wanting to play that for a little bit. You know, there's nothing wrong with uh, the Hot Shakes and Hand Dogs tune either. That's which, not which is, to get that one. It's very peppy. You know, it's an. It is. Know, it gets you pumped up a little bit a as we're of, ready um, to talk. You know, snappy, snappy, finger snaps. Yeah, yeah. That's what I liked about it. It was like almost acapella with just a bass line, and I was like, this is "Yeah, dope. you this know, is we're, really we're, nice. We're minimalist. We do things. We do things that way here. <laughs> Very DIY. Very. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you been, Sean? Good. Uh, how about yourself? Oh, not bad, not bad at all. Um, I, uh, uh, you know, this 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 weekend, I, you know, as per usual, I watched a, a lot of uh, professional wrestling. But you know, here here's a little something. Sometimes it's the little things in life that make things grand. Sure, I get you know, that. I changed my sheets from look. I changed my. My sheet cycle, let's put it that way, from oh, the okay. from the winter cold Ooh. season sheets to the warmer uh, sheets. I so basically I pulled out the the spring sets for the week. So you put out your summer dressings on your bed. Yeah, and 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 you know when you climb into them for the first time after spending like you know eight months, you know, on layers upon layers on top of you, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, it. I find like it's a duality. Like on one hand, it's it's very, it, it, you know, it's very nice and light. You know, and you're like, oh, sure. okay, this is. But on the other on the other side, you're like, wow, this, I feel I feel naked. I feel exposed. I feel nude. You know, it's like you're missing something there. Exactly. For the, like the, at least for the first couple nights, you're like, I should be covered in like pounds of sheets and like blankets. And all you have is the 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 sheet, the top sheet, maybe, and that's the, it, maybe, or maybe a like sheet, a nice little, a, nice a, little blanket, a light comforter, you know, one, yeah. one of these, yeah. you know, that that breathes quite a bit, you know. Sure, I guess. So, that. I, and I woke up in the and you're absolutely right because I woke up in the middle of the night and was like, and you know, it's, you, then I started grabbing for the blankets. And I'm like, oh shit, I don't have them anymore. Gonna have to tough it out. I'm gonna have to tough that's, this one out. That's why. You, you have a nice little basket in the room if you can fit a basket and you put some extra blankets in there. And if you need to, you can always go up and grab. I know you have to get out of the bed, but hey, that, well, you have a blanket there if you need it. That's not that's not a bad plan, um, you know. Or you can just deal with it. You know? Or I could just deal like, with it. Here's option yeah. three. Uh, get a mm-hmm. housekeeper who could, you know, have, get you know set up some bells. You know, using mm-hmm. you know some velveteen strings, you know, cling 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 cling, and then she comes into pour me and... my blanket. Yes, pull out my comfy blanket. Yes, sir. And then it's like three thirty a.m. Blanket, where is he? Now you'll get get all into that. Where's my blanket, hussy? Ah. 
<laughs> he didn't put it on right. My toesies are cold. Pull it down. Pull it down. <laughs> Somewhere between Al Capone and the penguins, that one. Yeah. Ah, you got the wrong one, eh? Hey, back ahead. This isn't the middle of January anymore. I swear. That definitely sounds like the that, penguin. That's definitely the penguin. some getting some penguin. Yeah, that's it. Sounds like a whiny penguin. Ah. Oh. And, you know, you will only get this every Tuesdays and Thursdays on the Mr. Warren Hayes YouTube channel. Well, especially, yes, thank you. Especially on Tuesdays here. <laughs> yeah, it's good Sean banter before we jump in. Yeah, because Sean actually feeds into this nonsense, so, you know, it keeps yeah, going. Yeah, <laughs> I got to. You know, you got you to gotta keep it going because you never know. Every last minute is a memory. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Um, wow. All right. <laughs> well, look, why don't we get to, why don't we get to pro wrestling, independent wrestling? This is what we talk about here on the, uh, on the show. We, you know, and we do. We're not talking about linens. Uh, by the way, think about uh, a subscription, a, a, a follow here on the Mr. Warren Hayes show, a like. Those things Thumbs are up. awesome. Yes, exactly. Those things are awesome. You can only do one, but. Two thumbs up. Look, I mean, if you can find a way to give two, like I would not encourage anyone to game the system, you know, so don't do it. I would do whatever you can. <laughs> Might be against like some some terms of service or something. Yeah, I guess. So. Don't do that. We don't want to get demonetized. No, or, further. or, or shut down, you know, yeah. which is objectively worse. Um, we've got some news going on. Well, what do we got, Sean? Is, uh, yeah, we got we got quite a bit of news here. As uh, you know, I wish we had like a news like a transition to do 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 do. You know that kind of thing. Breaking news. Do 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 do. You know all that. Whatever. I'll get We're the not team on fancy. it. I'll get the team. Yeah. On yeah. Thank you. Uh, so uh, in uh, Chicago, Illinois, we have uh, freelance wrestling. Uh, Brian Keith becomes your. Freelance Wrestling Legacy title holder after he defeated Robert Anthony on Friday night's Over the Top show. This is uh, Brian Keith's first title win in Freelance Wrestling. Uh, Robert Anthony still has the Freelance World title. He will face the winner of the Over the Top Royal Rumble, which went to Storm Grayson, I believe, in the next upcoming show for Freelance Wrestling. So congratulations to uh, Storm Grayson. And also, much congratulations to Brian Keith for winning that title here and taking the hold off a little bit of Robert Ego Anthony and uh, Frank the Clown, uh, Warren's favorite clown. You know what I realized not that long ago? Like, and, and I'm kind of embarrassed to, to, to say it, because probably that? for a lot of people is like, sure. Uh, but really not that long ago. Robert Anthony is like two decades in the business. Yeah, I, I mean, he was known for his time in CZA. CZW as Ego Fantastico uh, against Gage and uh, Moxley during that whole 09-2010 title reign for Moxley and CZW. So, yeah, he's been around for a while. Um, he had some looks in AEW Dark during the uh, Daily's Place pandemic era, uh, Darks and Elevation. So it's nice to see him there. And, you know, he's a veteran of the business, a gym teacher during the day and a pure dick during the night. So... <laughs> Hangs out yeah. with clowns. Yeah. And is a clown himself. 
Uh, speaking of clowns, IWTV and GCW will uh, have their first settlement series show in oh. the mecca of Northeast Independent Wrestling, the Madden Square Garden of Knights of Columbus, The Phil, the Phil Sheridan Building in Ridgefield Park on July 10th. Um, this is the first of six shows that GCW will be putting on on IWTV, which GCW aptly named the Settlement Series. Um, really, that's most of the notes there from the post-wrestling uh, article is also shared on IWTV's website. Um, also announced for that doubleheader will be JCW, including the debut of Koneske Takeshita. So... That should be fun. Um, that should be that will be fun. also uh, heading at the Phil in Ridgefield Park on July 10th. Um, I I heard, and right, mm-hmm. heard, as in, you know, unsubstantiated, and I did not care enough to follow up on it. And then I'm like, yeah, I'll just talk about it with Sean. Sure. These aren't JCW shows they're going to be putting on, right? Or, not, you know, it's not going to be Jersey City, right? No, it's not going to be Jersey Championship Wrestling, though there is a running joke amongst GCW fans that it will be. And, and when they go to L.A., it'll be an L.A. fight show uh, huddled up as a GCW show. Because that but like that would be that would be a breach of their terms if they did that. Right. Like, I mean, it, you can't I mean, can you prove it? Well, you know I what mean, I mean? I lo- well, OK. I haven't like no, I'm not aware of the particulars of the uh, of the uh, outcome of the lawsuit, right? I haven't yeah. read the minutes of it. I wasn't there in the room, but I would assume that if you know, it's wrestling promoters, right? I would assume that everyone sitting around the table would be like, "Your show has to be branded GCW," you know? Right. I mean, it can be branded GCW, but it could have an influx of different talent. GCW used to do these shows back when before they became big called the compound shows, which was really a way to showcase new talent and bring in new people. This is how a lot of GCW fans found out about AJ Gray, Ali Catch, Effie, so on and so forth. They could do this similar style show if they want. There's really nothing that's been shared on the GCW side of things. Number one about this show, though, I think we're going to be seeing it soon as the tickets for the GCW show goes on sale this Friday. But another thing to point out too is what does what's it, is this leading to a title shot? What's the point of the settlement series? Like, is it just what they're calling these six shows for um, IWTV? Yeah. Um, nothing's it's, really been truly shared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing's well, really been shared as much. I'm still I'm still very curious. Still very curious. Yeah, I mean, time will tell. I mean, I think once you see some of the talent announcements. And everything of the like, I th- think you can get yourself an idea of what type of show it's going to be. At the same time, if you see a Jordan Oliver, Cole Radrick, a Janela announced, I mean, they do both anyway. So it's yeah. really not too much of a difference. I'm um, just thinking like, you know, they probably won't drag in, you know, uh, you, they, they won't drag in like the uh, retired superstar names. Like they, you won't see a Sean Waltman show up, you know, you won't see a... Uh, Jeff Jarrett. I don't know why, but you know, it's like you know, yeah. You know, I'm assuming probably some of the, like you said, some of the regulars that run that run the gamut of the JCW and GCW shows. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, I know part of the conditions on this was that 
Uh, neither side or mainly the GCW side wouldn't be making any stream revenue off these shows or anything like that. So, you know, we'll see what happens in the course of this. There's six shows that they have to deal with in the calendar year of when the settlement was agreed to. Um, be interested in seeing what plays out and who knows, maybe, I mean, this is a big long shot, but maybe this, you know, helps, uh, you know, fix some of the relationship between IWTV and GCW to do something similar of the like, uh, maybe a little bit more frequently than they were now. Yeah. Um, or even before. So time will tell. Um, and, but we go over to Akron, Ohio, where Britt Baker returns to AIW during Gauntlet for the Gold and got a Road Warrior pop, if I ever heard one, on the independent circuit. It was a loud pop. I know a lot of the folks at AIW were sharing that reaction when you heard the doctor will see you now. That crowd went nuts. It was really a good homecoming for Britt. Most of her time in the independence team, besides being in IWC in Pittsburgh, was in absolute intense wrestling where, you know, she really got involved and built herself as a, you know, a decent performer getting into the AIW school, getting taught by Candice and uh, Johnny there, along with uh, her team of uh, Don Greeny, who was actually facing Cardona for the AIW title that night until PME came in and interfered. Um, but it was nice to see her uh, reunite with Greeny and the Rip City Shooters of West Barkley and, Joshua Bishop taking on Matt Cardona, Chelsea Green, and the Philly Marino experience in a fun little eight-man tag um, that took place on their show that this past Saturday. Well, so why not? It, it you know complete homecoming. Good to good for her. Good for her if she can if she still feels she can stretch her legs like this, you know, and go go back to the places that matter for, uh, for her. I'm 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 all for it. That's I'm cool. all. Yeah, it's good seeing more AEW wrestlers come out on the indies besides like the expected ones. Like you did see Darby go to Defy a couple months ago. Um, you're seeing you saw Britt return to AIW. You're seeing a little bit more in terms of people coming out and spreading their wings there. I um, hope to see more of that because it's nice seeing other performers in AEW come out besides your normal of seeing Moxley do his thing, Kingston who also wrestled on this AIW show against Isaiah Bronner, uh, come out and do uh, Indie Weekend. Ethan Page is starting to do a little bit more after he settled now in the United States where he's living in uh, Detroit now. Uh, he moved down uh, out from Canada. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you chose. That's a choice. That's a choice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a lot of uh, a lot of exciting time on the independent scene as, you know, we get the you get the rub from the AI AEW uh, superstars or wrestlers sure. that come out. Um, speaking of AIW uh, Gauntlet for the Gold, Josh Bishop wins the uh, title the uh, title shot after winning the Thirty Man Royal Rumble or Gauntlet for the Gold as they call it, and will challenge Matt Cardona at Absolution Seventeen in July. So AIW has been around Cleveland Championship Wrestling. It started out back in the early, late 90s, mid late 90s before switching to AIW. Um, it's been a staple in Ohio for quite some time. And, you know, it's good to see them come back after the pandemic and really showcase themselves as one of the top indies in the United States and on the Midwest. So, well, there you go. Like that. Um, we also have uh, yeah talk about tell us about marcus mathers 
regional heel Marcus Mathers went to uh, this. Yes, regional heel Marcus Mathers went down south uh, this weekend, wrestled over an action on Saturday against Damian Tangra in a fun match where, you know, the Mathers was portrayed as the bad guy here, obviously hyping up the Northeast as the best side of the United States, um, the best region. Um, got booed out by the action crowd. Um, was a big size crowd, about 400, 500 people in a high school gym. So it was nice seeing them get some traction there. Was main evented by Alan Angels and uh, AC Mack for the IWTV title. Mack retained that, and out comes Mathers, who uh, attacks the knee and give, clips him. Uh, AC Mack, that is. And then we start off uh, Uncharted Territory episode three uh, this mm-hmm. week with Mathers handing in his IWTV uh, contract that he did win, but then got stolen by Matt Mikowski before Mikowski went out with injury. Um, and Mathers lost that match and lost the title shot. AC Mack uh, overcame the odds. AC Mack is, again, one of those that has consistently defended the title around uh the Southeast will make the occasional appearance up north if necessary, or forced to that rather. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, it was interesting to see Mathers as a heel, which I think threw him off at first because you know he's the you know fun loving everyone loves him up north and stuff like that. But him coming out and you know playing the heel character, I don't think he he warmed up to it sure. um, as he went on, but it wasn't something I think he was expecting. Um, we're going to end this uh, news uh, desk here with um, the first round of Tournament of Survival 7. GCW's first deathmatch tournament of the year will be taking place June 4th in the showboat of Atlantic City. Drew Parker, Cole Radrick, Rina Yameshta, and Hoodfoot, Matt Trima, and Slade, and Tora Segura of Freedoms taking on Shane Mercer are your first round matches. Stipulations probably will be announced uh, early next, early to mid next week. So there's, there's couple, your news. There, there's a real quickly. There's a there's a lot of of these first round matches which are really hard to call. You know, mm-hmm. like like maybe outside of some things like okay, do you fly in Drew Parker to have him lose first round? Probably not, no. right? But you know, it, you can also outside of that, you could make a case that you know Cole Radrick is uh, he's hot right now. You know, he's got. Mm-hmm. He's got, uh, you know, well, you know, he's got momentum. I don't know if we call him hot, but we got, you know, he's got, he's got some good build going, uh, and uh, you know, moving forward in the tournament here would be great. But you know, they probably didn't bring Drew Parker over to just lose in the in the you opening didn't. one. Um, do you think? Do you think? I'd really like your thoughts on mm-hmm. Matt Tremont and Slade, which I think is. You know, politics aside, is relatively a tough one to call, I find. Relatively a tough one to call. I mean, Slade's been also on this interesting run between JCW and more recently GCW in terms of um, coming out and helping Nick Gage at Spring Break when Tremont couldn't get Mm -hmm. out there and Mm -hmm. defend the tag titles against the Briscoes. Um, And then you've seen him really almost like a cult-like following with GCW fans or just like Northeast wrestling fans in general. Yeah, I was, um, was going to say, yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's a real interesting rise. I mean, Tremont, this is the one of the only deathmatch tournaments that he hasn't won. So he's coming into this wanting to win one of the only few that he hasn't won yet. Um, 
it's an interesting lineup. It's an interesting field. I mean, you look at Yameshta Hoodfoot. Uh, she's uh, Yameshta is a very good, uh, one of the only, actually the only woman in uh, pro wrestling freedoms to be heavily involved in deathmatch or and also wrestle for that company. Um, so she's made an impression all the way back at the Nick Gage Invitational for the GCW fan base last year. Um, it's she's the first woman to wrestle in both major uh, GCW deathmatch tournaments. Sure. Um, Hoodfoot's also on the rise. I think him getting the opportunities in the deathmatch division in GCW has increased his stock tremendously. Um, that's also a flip of the coin. Yeah, I think you're is. only. Uh, I think you're only gimme in this first round, and I'm saying this just based on you know Shane Mercer's. Not he hasn't been in a lot. He was in King of the Death Match last year for IWA Mid South, but Tor Segura is you know a legend in his own right over in uh, Pro Wrestling Freedoms. He was a King of Freedoms champion. I, I think you know this is the one that you could look at. Okay, Segura is going to make it to the second round. Um, looking at the rest of this. Um, it, it's, it's a, a coin one. flip. It's a it's, it's a really hard coin flip, and most of the time when I flip the coin, it lands on its side. So I'm not really sure what to do. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, I th- you know, like I said, you know, if 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 it wasn't for the fact that you know, you know, Drew Parker's you know flew the, into the, the U.S. If you if you look at it from a bigger standpoint, like you just mentioned, Drew flew from Japan into the U.S. Um, is doing quite a few GCW shows and mm-hmm. the like before going back over uh, to his home country to wrestle there for a little bit and also figure out his visa situation so he can come back and do this excursion that he wants to do that he really wanted to do earlier this year, but the uh, the Japan lockdown and everything really slowed all that down. Um, but I do think this is Parker's tournament to lose. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. But, uh, you know, he, I, him and Tremont are the favorites, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's the final. All right. Well, thanks for the news, Sean. Let's no uh, Let's start talking about some shows that we watched. We're going to go back in time a little bit. We're going to go back two weeks. Just about a little, a little not quite two weeks. A little over mm-hmm. two weeks. Uh, we're going to talk about the Friday the 13th show from C4 Wrestling, which I was unable to attend this time around and we were unable to watch on time because C4 has decided to release the IWTV yeah, their, 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 their recording of the show uh, on Tuesdays after we're done recording the show so hmm. I wouldn't blame C4 for that I blame I would. IWTV for not accommodating our needs and our wants making the Monday after let's, let's spread the blame around. Let's spread the blame around. Yeah, put it after Uncharted, you geeks. Putting it on 10 a.m. on a Tuesday regardless. What are you talking about? Yeah. Put it after when, when everyone's done watching Uncharted, when the, you know, when the hopeless romantics are done watching Raw. Oh. <laughs> and then they can head on over to C4. Look, so, but we, we did, you and I, you watched the show, right, uh, Sean? I did, yeah. I watched the show and again, another... A show that C4 continues to showcase why they're one of the better indie promotions or the premier indie promotion in Ottawa, Canada. Yeah, in Canada I, I, in general. Right now, right now, it's I'm and you know much love to to our pal uh, uh, Spencer Love out there in um, in the, the 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 in Alberta 
running Love Wrestling. Uh, n- no disrespect intended, but, um, you know, uh, C4, I, well, like right now, I don't think there's any promotion in the country, in, in, in Canada right now, that's running this type of show, such strong shows, um, with a mix of local talent and, you know, AAA indie stars or triple I, if you prefer. Um, <laughs> That's what you did there. Thank you. Uh, I don't think there's any, like there's anyone in the country who comes close to this. This is this you know it is Canada's premier independent wrestling promotion, and I think they need to be proud of it because it is very very good. Running out of the nation's capital. On top of that, you can go down to Rideau Hall once you're done watching a show there, Sean. You can go over to Parliament Hill if you want. You know, uh, say hello to to Justin Trudeau. Can you know, go see his home on Sussex Drive. Wow. So much to do. In so much to do. So much to see. <laughs> um, let, okay. Uh, I My match of the night, we're going to yeah. go right in with it, and I'm pretty sure it's the same as yours. It's Jeff Cobb and Junior Benito. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, that match ruled from top to bottom, and it was the match that... That uh, that was the match that that would have got me in my car for four hours and fifty minutes to drive over to Ottawa to, to see this. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, I just couldn't make it. But that that was the match. When I saw that, I was like, okay, well, this is it. And boy, oh boy, it delivered. It, it's just amazing because, like, for me, watching uh, C four has brought me the attention to a guy like Junior Benito, who you know, prior to this. I've heard of, but I have never truly seen like this guy. Uh, Mung Jae Lee is another one who uh, really is somebody who C4 has really given a lot of attention to and, you know, well-deserving attention to as these are two guys that are rising up. And I think their star profile is going to be something by this time next year. This is, this is the moment. This is the moment where Sean and I tell you guys to get on board the junior Benito train. You like, Get like this is when they print out like a first edition, right? Of a, a mm-hmm. of a of collector cards, right? And you're able to go. This is it. This is the moment where you're going to be able to say, "I remember when he was fighting Get Jeff Cobb at now. C4." You know, kind of thing. He like I I saw him wrestle for the first time at the previous show I was at. Mm-hmm. And I lost like I lost my mind. Went to see him at the merch table. Bought his shirt. Like you know, it's just something where I'm like, and here like. He, he gelled so well with Cobb, right? And Indies Cobb is very different than New Japan Cobb, where, you know, the United Empire, there are a bunch of heels. Here, Jeff Cobb is a lot looser. He's having some fun. You know, sits down in the audience during his introduction, you know, and he's clapping around. And, you know, he's not quite the, the United Empire tough guy heel type. A lot looser, but... Not loose in the ring. Jesus, this man. Jeff Cobb is just absolute. He's unreal. He is absolutely. Physically, I could. Until you see Jeff Cobb, there's a lot of things you, you, you say to yourself a human being can't do. But then you see him just pulling off, like, you know, standing moonsaults and just throwing himself off of uh, uh, from the uh, off the top rope to the floor and all that stuff it's just amazing amazing and explosiveness on top of that that's the thing but yeah, Junior I mean, Benito lifted him on his shoulders 
made it look easy too. Just made lifted him on his shoulders easy. and did, and I've been trying to figure out the move when you, I can't remember the name for the life of me mm. and, it, and it's in my notes with a big blank and a frowny face. Cause I can't remember the name. When you have someone in a fireman's uh, carry and then he, you, the, the guy flips over. So dumps, dumps the guy on the shoulder uh, on his back, but the, the dude follows through on the flip and then lands on his feet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you yeah, I know what you mean. I can't think of the name either. And it's completely slipping my mind, but when I saw that, like I just popped right out of my seat. Like, yeah, oh. I mean Benito continues to impress and he is really, you know, somebody I'll take my time to and watch if I see him like pop up on another indie show card. Uh granted he's still, you know, a rising star in C4 and everything like that, but I mean, with his matches, the past two shows that we've seen him, and especially this Cobb match, this Cobb match took him to the next level quick. And it won't be long, I don't think, until he gets the appropriate visas to, to go. Getting a visa to work in the States is much more complicated than getting a visa to work in Canada. Did you know that? It's much more complicated. Why do you think a lot of the Canadian independent wrestlers they did what they do. did only to get, yeah. you know with what happened to like uh bailey and all that stuff um, so but yeah great match no just a fantastic match uh i think it won't be it won't be very long until he's he starts popping up on some of the super indies in the u.s because he's just he's mm-hmm. just that he's just that good he's really good charismatic on top of that like just oh yeah fantastic. carries himself very well in the ring and he you know he's just a fun time to, to boot um uh, uh, before you know, one match I want to talk about a little sure. bit was the uh, Janela Viking match, the main event of the show. I thought for a hardcore, hard I can't even speak a hardcore brawl, hard quarter, a hard quarter, hard quarter match. Yeah. yeah, hard quarter match where they play a game of quarters and beat the living shit out of each other afterwards. Um, with the quarters, with the quarters, as yeah, as brass knuckles. But no, this was a really fun brawl. Um, Viking is a GCW original, uh, surprisingly enough. Um, so this was really nice to see Janela get back in there in Viking's home country and take a little bit more of a beating from Viking than I think he would in Hal, New Jersey. But this was a lot of fun. This spread around the entire arena. Um, another packed show for C4, which is another great sight to see. Um, just a lot of fun here, too. I mean, Janela is on a interesting run right now where I think he's proven himself as, you know, he, it didn't work out in AEW. He owns up to it to an extent. Um, and he's really trying to make the most of it and make himself undeniable on the Indies, which I think is where his heart really lied. You know, after how things went with AEW for him and his eyes, you know, he thought the, the indie way is probably the best thing for him because you look at what he does and we'll talk a little bit more about Janela near the end of the show. But I, I just want to say quickly, like, Janela knows how to work an indie crowd, I think, better than a television crowd. He's yes. more, yeah. Yeah. So, and, I, and I was having this discussion recently about Joey, but yeah, I mean, we will be talking about him again. Um, you know, obviously, we're, in, we're not in his boots. We don't understand, you know everything that happened or how all how it all went down but you know sometimes there's nothing 
like losing a contract, right? Losing a big money contract to give you the kick in the pants. And I think you and I, we even talked about this. To give you the kick in the pants to be like, look, I got to I gotta tighten my shit here up. I got to tighten up my shit. You know, I got to uh, get back on things on whatever level, right? Because the thing is, is like everyone acts like, you know, the, the ECW door is closed. Uh, excuse me, ECW, what the f- where am I living at? ECW, yeah, ECW. the hell? Uh, everyone's acting like the AEW door is closed forever, right? But you, you never know in wrestling. I don't man. think, yeah, you never know in the business. But as of right now, I think it's closed on Joey's end. I don't think Joey sees, and you know, things can change. Situations can change, but for right now, I think Joey's very content of proving himself not only on the independent scene, but proving himself internationally as well. Um, going back over to Japan, going back over into the UK, and you know, taking over cities and towns there. Maybe he's the one that single handedly brings back the uh, the UK indie scene. Who knows? But <laughs> but you no know, pressure, <laughs> no pressure. But I mean, I think he thrives in that type of pressure situation where he wasn't really getting put in those pressure situations in AAW. Like, you know, Joe, you really need you to showcase this XYZ talent on the indies. And look what he's done for, you know, GCW in showcasing XYZ talent. Look what he, you know, Joey's a great eye for talent, but Joey's also very good at putting other wrestlers over. Mm -hmm. And like, again, I know we're going off topic here a little bit about Joey and we have another topic about Joey (laughs) a little bit later, but I thought this was a fun match. I feel like for a main event and stuff like that, this was like a nice go home style match. Get everyone, you know, a a little bit rowdier than a normal main event that you probably would see at C4 when it would involve, you know, maybe um, the champion Mike Bailey um, and someone else. But this was still a feel good match. This was a lot of fun. It's got a different type of reaction out of the crowd, I think, uh, more, you know, amped and excited to see, you know, what was going to happen next in this entire match. And, you know, there was a lot of times that I thought Viking would pull this out, but Janela, you know, came out on top and really put over um, C4, put over Viking, put over independent wrestling. You know, he gave a good speech at the end of the show um, and he sent the fans home happy that like Janela. That's that's what you should do when you're done with the wrestling yeah. show, right? Just uh, imagine that. Exactly. Um, yeah. Surprising. I didn't realize that Viking was from Quebec. I didn't like. Yeah. I, I didn't realize it until he started insulting Janela. I couldn't mm-hmm. quite catch what he told him at what he said at first, but he called him mon gros tabarnak, mon gros tabarnak, mango tabernak. No, you only wish. Uh, uh, Mongo is uh, anyway. Mongo is it's sort of it sounds, but it's essentially you're saying you fat tabarnak, which could be like I'd say motherfucker, because tabarnak is very you know in in French Canada we we don't just swear we blaspheme. Did you know this? I, I'm starting to learn this. Because yes. Americans, I find, you, like, you guys swear, but you're very tame. You know, like, it's sexual things. It's things about feces. It's just like, bullshit. We're actually rattling the cage. We're, like, trying mm. to get God to get pissed off at us. Because tabarnak is tabernacle, essentially, right? That's mm. what it is. We'll, we'll also throw out another one called calis. This is a chalice, right? Uh, osti. 
which is a, a host. Mm. So always, uh, you know, always very religious theme. We we want like we want to invoke the wrath of God, and then you combine them, right? And then you go, "Hostie de tabarnak." That's very, that's very, very visceral. Or Chris, Chris, which is which is close to Christ. Jesus Christ, Chris, Jesus Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. Toi, mon Chris de tabarnak, mon hostie de cave. Warren, calm down. We don't want to get kicked off. Murph won't be fine. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm good, pretty good. sure. I'm pretty sure the Holy See is not going to come after me. So um, is Le Tabernacle Day team, uh, the team of motherfuckers? Exactly, the motherfucking team kind of thing. Okay, I like that because it's not an, an exact uh, translation, but an intent, right? Like mm-hmm. motherfucker and tabernacle sort of have the same uh, intent, the same still, weight. Yeah, you know, Chris, sure. fuck to me, it's the same. You know, he fucks. Hey, Chris. You know, it's kind of like the same, but they don't. Yeah, the same I, I thing can see that. Yeah. <laughs> wow, a French lesson on French Canadian hot dogs lesson. and a oh, French Canadian, excuse me, French Canadian lesson on hot shakes and hand dogs. Only every Tuesday on Only YouTube. Every Tuesday. I also want to point out real quick the uh, the four way match: Mathers, Alex Price, Cecil Nixon, Joshua Bishop, which was really good too. Really, really. Yeah. Good. And you, you know what the thing was watching this match at home it was it felt different than you know like we've talked about scramble matches or four ways and multi man matches in general where I feel like it's a little bit different watching live than it is at home because mm-hmm. um, you had a feeling of that I think the first uh, the C4 first show you went to where we had a scramble and I was like oh I'm gonna hate this but no I turned out I was like this, this is yeah. But this was a lot of fun in it, yeah. in its own way. I, I do love seeing uh, the four uh, participants in this match fight against each other. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Cecil Nix, uh, very good in the ring, uh, veteran of IWS. Very ISW. over, very over in C four as well. Oh yeah, very, very over. over. Uh, Alec Price getting the heel heat that I know he craves and loves. So it was good to see him, uh, f- you know, fit in, and then also. Who doesn't love uh, Josh Bishop just, you know, running through everyone? He was the biggest, like, he was even, like, Cecil Nix is not a small, like, like, he's short, but hefty. But he's right? a big dude. Yeah. Right. But, but you even know, Joshua Bishop, Bishop didn't even just, care. just run, he's running through everyone. No, I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, pretty good show. I'm excited. I'm, uh, I'm probably going to make it to the next C4 show. With the main event being Mike Bailey versus Alex Shelley, that's gonna be a fun match. That's gonna be a fun show too. That's one you go. That's that. That's one. That's one you put the miles on your car for. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing who Benito and Myung Jae Lee uh, get as opponents for that show too, because I'm assuming they'll be on the show. They'll probably be on the show as well. They'll probably be on the show as well. Um. Should we move on? Do you have anything else to yes. add for the C4 show? Uh, nothing else from the C4 show. It's uh, time to get and see the past week of shows that we watched, and one of them being the finale of Enjoy Wrestling Renegade. I'm kind of sad about this because this this you know three-part series, very good. Again, a digestible 53, 54 minutes of uh, action throughout, and uh, we got two good matches to boot out of this, uh, especially... Damn, this- 
Moriarty and Mike Bailey to start off the show. God damn, give me more of that. I want a rematch. I don't care if it's a tag team match. I don't care, you know, if they're in a three-way with one another. Just give me more of those two in the ring together. I'm trying to find my notes because I love... I'm going through my... my, Oh, there we go. Enjoy wrestling. Yes, there we go. Uh, Fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. And this one... This one... Like, they had a... They had a very... They had an extended feeling out period, right? But when this match started to cook, it cooked, like, and and it did not it did not stop. Uh, you even had Lee Moriarty putting out pulling out the Pepsi twist at some point. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I don't know if someone over in uh, in uh, uh, AEW is 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 teaching him these things and giving him his blessing. You know, you always have to ask, right? And let's, well, I feel like if you're, if you're going to take Taz's moves, you have to ask him, right? You absolutely have to, because Taz will get mad at you if you start take if you start aping his moves. Do you but, think uh, Hook had asked Taz for their uh, use of the Taz mission now known as the Red Room, or Taz right, was, gifted it to him as a Taz birthday was like, gift? Yeah, but the, you, you know, you mow the lawn for the next six years. You know, <laughs> thing. Yeah, but Taz gave him the Taz mission and then let go of the hold and said it's yours now, punk. <laughs> uh no, this 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 absolutely ruled. Um it, it's just as good as you would think a Lee Moriarty speed speedball Mike Bailey match would be. I would even argue, Sean, that they have another one in the tank that could be even better than this. As good as this was, I don't even think we we hit the ceiling on this one yet. I think you could get this to be another one of those trilogy series like Moriarty had with uh, Alex Shelley that each one of those matches get better and better. And, you know, they'll split the first two matches and then, you know, we'll see who gets the third decisive victory. But these two really have some great chemistry with one another. You know, I like Veda wanting to be non-biased because she loves Lee Moriarty. Didn't even mention Bailey, which was funny to me, um, knowing that she's uh, Mike Bailey's Mm -hmm. biggest fan. Um, but you know, it was it was really fun and exciting to watch. I mean, it it just felt nice also in that venue. It just felt like a more intimate, you know, sure. viewing of a match of that caliber. Um, I like the lighting, how it was like dim, um, and really just focusing on the in ring competitors. But just that whole building is, you know, the Mister Small Sleater is a very nice, what a, what a great quiet venue. building. What a great venue. Yeah, honestly, they. They did good finding that venue. I mean, after their first two runs uh, out at another different venue, um, it's just really cool to see you know wrestling done right in Pittsburgh. Um, but I mean, you know, Pittsburgh made uh, Lee Moriarty picks up the big win here. Yeah. Just a lot of back and forth stuff. I mean, a lot of near falls near the end. It just felt hey, he kicks like out of a, a flamingo big, it, driver. Our boy he does, kicks and out of the flamingo, flamingo driver. That many people can say that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, Especially I really on the it. Indies. I yeah. absolutely love this match. It was one of my the favorite one of my favorite matches I saw. Uh, I watched last week, and then we had the main event. The Enjoy Champion MV Young successfully retained his title against JD Drake, which uh, fun, right? Dove into the history thanks to some mm-hmm. exquisite commentary. Which is always a plus, bringing back you know uh, a a a a previous match where uh, where JD Drake just beat the shit out of MV Young and MV Young comes in as the champion, but also with uh, something to prove, a little uh, chip on his shoulder, sort of like uh, I'm not the same wrestler, I'm not the same guy. Here I'm coming after you, 
And uh, you know what? Uh, again, another one. Kind of like Bailey and Moriarty. This is the match you expected, right? Where it was physical. Just lots of lots of dudes hitting each other real, real hard. Really um, fucking hard. JD Drake in control for most of the match. Uh, I, you know, I love his double sentons and his shooting star press. You know, I, uh, it's fantastic. And whenever, this is what irks me sometimes. Irks me. It's when, when, when JD Drake ends up on AEW television uh, with the work horseman, right? With Anthony Henry, right? And then people are like, who the fuck is JD Drake, right? And I'm like, he's, oh, he's just a big guy. <laughs> no, he ain't just no, he's a big guy. He's the complete opposite of just a big guy because he can do it's, the big guy stuff. He can he can wrestle uh, uh, Levi Shapiro like he did a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and 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 it being and just be a, a an all out brawl. Or then he can bring like he can bring like his, his speed and his wild aerial abilities where you're like this guy, this guy's just he's just nuts. He's like an you know, Arn Anderson for the the twenty second century for the twenty second century. Sure, we're already. I'm already. already thinking, yeah, <laughs> he's for the twenty first century, right? Where you right. where you expect a little more, a little harder work rate, or some some unexpected some some things that you wouldn't necessarily see in someone so big. I, I you know he's he's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it was a fun match, and I, it really gives you the ability to see just how, like you were saying, you know, the range that JD Drake has, which you won't see on a darker elevation from him, or even in these like quick matches with Anthony Henry on uh, Dynamite or Rampage. Nope. It's good seeing them team together rather than him team with um, the wingmen because you know that's you know giving them the chance to actually wrestle their style. Henry and Drake would be great on an AEW, but we're not there yet. Hopefully it comes to that point. But yeah, no, it's it's nice to see JD Drake wrestle to his strengths and stuff. But it's also nice to have a partner in MV Young who can go pound for pound and hit for hit. MV's, you know, become a better wrestler after I think that match with JD Drake at the Tampa Big A brunch. Yeah, it was at the big great. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's where yeah. that, that's where stars really started to rise. Just a fantastic, fantastic match, and 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 young blades in this match too. There's blood. You got it all mm-hmm. here. I don't know. Yeah. Super, super fun, solid, physical main event to cap off uh, this series, this uh, three episode series of Enjoy Wrestling. And we're gonna tell you again this week. You ain't got no excuse to not watch this show. It's free on YouTube. Three episodes of 40 to 55 minutes of wrestling. No reason to watch it because it's quality. Quality from A to Z. And you do get an announcement for the next set of uh, episodes, which would be the Enjoy Cup uh, Tag Team Edition. Violence is Forever and Bussy are your first two teams announced for that tournament. See who else uh, rolls out the field. I I hope the workhorsemen are in there. I do too. Uh, I I, I don't see why they wouldn't. I think it's fair to say that the Kings of the District are going to be involved, which is mm-hmm. already there. You got four great independent tag teams. MSP, probably. 
Yeah, I would I would assume so. So there's uh, five. There's five. Who are we missing? Uh, the runway will probably be on that um, to mm. defend uh, based on who won the first one. And I do wonder if Lee puts in himself with somebody to defend because Lee is the first Enjoy Cup winner. So that could so be. I do wonder. Dar- bring back Darius Carter, right? You know the the you know oh, yeah. why why not? You know they they yeah. they still have some some stuff to settle. The history there, him and uh, Lockhart, yeah. And the production, I think the production is going to round out that. Uh, that would be nice. I think that's how so, we're going to yeah. round up that, that that tournament. Hey, there you go. Give me the pencil. I'll, right. si- I'll sign everyone. <laughs> Perfect. And speaking that's of a- things that you should not miss because they're free on YouTube, Sean. Yes. <laughs> what's what's got, free well you know we got we got a little match over there at uh, uh from deathlock wrestling well more than a match an entire card but yeah. specifically oh my god <laughs> got Takeshita and brooks adam brooks from uh australia from all the he way from australia over. jesus that was Someone tweets that out on Twitter, and they're like, "Oh shit! Is this is on? This is for free?" And I'm like, "What?" Yeah. So Deadlock Pro has quietly been putting on some stellar, you know, shows on YouTube for their uh, DPW uh, fire shows, and then extra. Um, they have a streaming service for some of their bigger cards and stuff like that. Um, but you can get most of the main content that you want to see here for free on YouTube uh, every week. But yeah, this match right here was a crown jewel that I think will be on some people's uh, match of the year list. Probably your boys here because it was fantastic. It was absolutely it was. fantastic. And and I cannot encourage enough. And I'm even going to talk about this on the main show because this is how good it was. You know how, you know, everyone after watching Takashita versus Paige last week was like, hey, this Takashita kid, he's pretty good. I, you know. AEW should mm-hmm. sign him. They, we should see a little more of this. He's on excursion right now in the U.S. You can, you'll, you'll be able to see him. We were talking about it. he's going to be on a JCW show, um, an upcoming JCW show. On top of that, and now you've got a free match here. Like, if you thought and, and with reason, right? The Page Takashi match was great. Don't get me wrong. And if the thing is, if you want more of this kid, if you want more Takashi, you this is one you absolutely have to watch because it's. It's the page match uh, times 1.5. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at it. These two just went straight out right away. They didn't hold anything back. I mean, Brooks. The pace of this match is nuts. The pace of this match is nuts. And I think a lot of it has to do with both of them being high-speed wrestlers in themselves Mm -hmm. that, you know, are trained off of the same uh, ideals and strengths that, it would just work together because they get it. Like if you put anyone else with this style of wrestling, some people can pick up and go along with it. Other people, you have to slow them down a little bit so they can more be like an in-between in the styles. But these two just gelled right off the bat, worked well with one another. It just was like right after another, there was just like move after move after move, pin, get up, move, 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 move. Like there was no, really no time to breathe there was no time to sit back and just enjoy what was going on just kept moving and i like a pace sometimes at that style match like to talk about something similar to this i like this uh, high speed division over in starting because it's the same fast pace yes this brought that same type of feel 
well, I mean, both guys wrestle in Japan, right? Both guys are, yeah. you know, they, they, there, there is an entire, an entire way, way of, of training and, 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 and match build that goes along this, this, this style. So there's no surprise that they click so easily, but see the, the stunning thing again is that it's out there for free. It's just, it's just waiting for, for, for you and you and, and you over there uh, to go watch it. It, it it's ridiculous it is it highly 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 recommended like uh this is the kind of match where i where this was the best match i saw over the past few days you know yeah. otherwise it would have this probably was my been, match of the week yeah otherwise it would have probably been something like bailey and moriarty but this mm. was like oh, it's on a whole other level just fantastic stuff and and, I mean, and then you get to understand it helps you develop if you weren't aware of who he was, helps you develop why a certain subset of, of fans got really excited when Takashita was coming to the U.S., when Takashita started working AEW dates. Then it was like, this kid is great, this kid is special. This is the kind of match that you will see, how special it is. But we're talking about Takashita just because I think he's topical right now because mm-hmm. Brooks is amazing too. Like this this is yeah. a match where it takes two to tango. You know, you, you it's not one guy dragging the other dude. This was fantastic on his end too. He's an amazing talent. And I mean, his excursion in the US is coming to an end uh, I think this weekend upcoming. But I mean, he's had a pretty solid excursion himself really showcasing his skills and ability. It's been a while since we saw him over. Uh, unfortunately, he was one of the casualties in the uh Ring of Honor um, you know, pandemic era where he was signed over with uh, Slex, but obviously the pandemic changed a lot of those things where they couldn't come over and perform into that uh, audience, which I think would have, you know, took both of them with open arms. I think Brooks a little bit more um, just because he fits more of that style. But yeah, this really um, was a good showcase of both of them. I think, you know, obviously highlighted Takeshita a little bit more than Brooks, but I mean, Brooks got his own like, in there as well so obviously check them out both uh brooks uh just giving you a jump on it is facing warhorse this weekend at warrior wrestling warrior 22 on uh saturday so make sure you check that out on fight tv but yeah there's a lot of good stuff in this show that's packed in there um if you like uh chris danker our Chris Danger, whatever you want, you see him on uh, YouTube and stuff like that. They they have him in there and stuff like all that fun stuff. It's a very much a show, a wrestling show that is filled with deadlock uh, inside jokes. If you aren't too familiar with them, but you take a look at past that, you look at the wrestling. It's a very fun show. Um, Takeshita has some big indie matches coming up himself. We can't forget about the match at PWG against Daniel Garcia for the PWG title. But he does have at West Coast Pro coming up in two weeks or three weeks, excuse me, against Mike Bailey. And then a week after that, he has Lee Moriarty for prestige. So he has some big matches coming up on the indie scene. And speaking of big matches on the indie scene, more so good at segues. You did it. I mean, we got GCW uh, Maniac for May 22nd. It's like, you know, yeah. Uh, the yeah. indie show. Speaking of indie shows. Yeah, speaking one. of. Actually, uh, I was from Saturday, May 21st. Excuse me. Uh, another fun show. A couple hey, uh, oh, matches. Hey, I'm going to tell look. Yeah. This, this is my favorite GCW show since Astronaut. 
I really, really liked Ashton. I thought I to the to as it stands right now, I still think it's the best show they put on top to bottom this year. S- super close second, very, very, very close second in my opinion. I thought this 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 card was really good. I think so too. I mean, you start out with an opener like uh, Blake Christian and Kevin Blackwood, two guys that are up and coming. Blackwood, I mean, but has just jumped it. on. Yeah, like you didn't see it coming. Like, come on. Uh, I, I do think, you know, Blackwood's up and coming on the GCW roster. I think he has become a staple of their West Coast shows, um, you know, mixing in between both there and LA fights, but has been coming on the main cards a little bit more to showcase himself. Uh, so getting more eyes on him is always a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think I hope that trend continues there. Uh, Bailey and Slamovich. I mean, we talked about Bailey uh, two shows before. And we've always talked about Slamovich the same way we talk about Bailey. Um, I will say I did like Bailey working the arm of Masha very much this and the shoulder the entire match. Mm-hmm. I like that um, moonsault to the outside, the double knee right on the shoulder. I thought that just ended Masha's like night and uh, foreseeable future with like a shattered uh, shoulder or something happened right. there. But she sold that very well. Um, I mean, Bailey and her put on a very good. I think, in a sense, a fast-paced match here, too. Um, you know, the both of them just coming at one another. It was a lot of fun. Um, I th- you're well, seeing... Personally, like, ahead. you know, you, you, you've got you've got two of my favorite wrestlers right here. You know, in, mm-hmm. you could have practically call this the Masha Slamovich hour. But, uh, you know, she's she's absolutely incredible. And she just keeps, you know, she, she keeps getting sharper and better and stronger. And she's fighting... The, you know, people who are on her level or are or through wrestling them it, are rising, raising her to their level. You know, Bailey, Bailey has so much international, uh, uh, such a huge international background comes mm-hmm. with comes in with 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 Masha, who's you know wrestled in Japan before. She's you know, she's been around, but she's not. She's not even half as long into the business as Mike Bailey is. And she's just picking it up. And <laughs> here's the thing. She's right now she's specializing in the intergender matches. And everyone mm-hmm. she's every guy she's fought has been outstanding, has been uh, has been fun to good matches every single time. I even say this one is great. This was this was a great, great wrestling match. No one, I, I there's not another woman out there who wrestles like her right now on the indies. No one. There isn't, and I don't think there will be. And and so thing. it makes me wonder, like, you know, eventually, if she starts moving up to onto the larger stages, right? How is she going to be portrayed, right? How is she going to bring all of this into her matches when she's wrestling women who who didn't, you know, go through a trial by fire, so to speak, like she did, or you know, who didn't spend uh, who didn't spend all this time in the indies wrestling these, you know, precise, violent guys. How is that going it's, to translate once she's in an all women's division and mm-hmm. she can't shine maybe as much because her com- her competition didn't have that 
that level is the wrong yeah the wrong word no training or you know trial by fire they weren't put into that those situations the same situations that i think i think a lot of it is masha wants to be put in these situations rather than them going like oh i think she would do good here masha's probably like give me somebody who can kick the shit out of me as much as i can kick the shit out of them sure um and you have situations where you know this was a good back and forth impacts not using it you know prime example right now and i mean to go off to some of the major promotions um with this impacts not using her properly they're using her for squash matches to build her up as his monster what's going to happen when all of a sudden you want her to face your knockouts champion in you know a knockout style match what's gonna how she, that's, uh, that's the thing like you're saying like how is she going to translate to that style um are they going to ask look, her to tone it down a little bit if we're if, you know if, if we're going to make a, a a fair yet unfair comparison you'll see what i mean if they if they want they could have another tessa blanchard on her hand on their hands you know mm-hmm. they could masha could legitimately win the impact world championship and you know kick the shit out of moose have a have a wrestling match with uh with Josh Alexander just as much as as with Diana or Taya right or you know the she has that potential maybe that's the end game for her cuz she's going to grow out of the knockouts title she really oh, yeah. is but she really will just like Tessa did you know and i'm and i, and I like i said the fair yet unfair comparison you guys know why I'm not I'm not you know I'm not comparing personalities or you know whatnot um just as in ring right right I, I remember clearly when 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 Tessa lost the impact uh, the knockout title everyone was like okay what what's next for Tessa yeah where did like, she go from here there's really nowhere for her to go fights fights the dudes and gets into a program with Sammy Callahan yeah okay and, 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 and Masha, Masha has that. Masha could do that. But if she goes to WWE, that's not that's not what they're gonna have her do. If she goes AW, to AEW, that's not what they're gonna have her do. Yeah, my whole thing is I don't think she goes anywhere past like I think in terms of like TV promotions and stuff like that. Maybe impacts the highest level that she could go because she can see herself being more of a freelancer and make trips to Japan where she can do that style stuff in like a DDT. She can get into some of these areas where she's not going to get to in the United States. I I think she can, you know, work well for herself because she's a hot commodity right now. And I don't see that stopping or changing for her and good for her because like she has all the tools to be a top draw in independent wrestling. And she's, is a top draw in independent wrestling, but to be the top draw, you know, she's believable that I think she could beat Mox for the GCW title. She, she well, could, she, she, I don't know. She could, but beat, like, she, she could put her in a match with, with Nick Gage. You she know could I mean? hang with Nick. Not a problem. No. Wouldn't be a problem. Um, what some other, like on this card? I like the dark Sheik and Lefisto. It's nice to see Lefisto mm-hmm. wrestle in a GCW ring proper. Um, she'll get a shot at Masha uh, June 5th in Atlantic City. So that should be a fun match. I think those two, you know, gelled well the first time when they had it and beyond. I think this will continue to be another match that these two will gel in. Um, but yeah, no, this was a lot of fun. I think, you know, 
a lot of people went into this match thinking that this was Lefisto's match to win just because she was the veteran. But let's not forget, Sheik's been around for maybe as long, if not a little bit longer than uh, Lefisto. So she's, you know, right up there, and she's a veteran in her own right, and she held her own against Lufisto. Uh, I enjoyed this match. Um, this was an exciting uh, back-and-forth uh, match between the two. Um, real good stuff. I, I, I agree, Lu and Luffy, both of them, both of them are great. Lufisto's great, I'm a big fan. Um, uh, 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 Jordan Oliver pinning Biff Busick? That, that was a surprise. That was a surprise. But pretty sure a lot of this, people were not happy about that. No, I'm pretty sure not a lot of people are happy about that. But at the same time, too, like, look at the rise of Jordan Oliver in GCW. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, started to eat breakfast. That's why he has the nickname Big Breakfast. He's taken a lot of these things, and he's become a better wrestler show after show because he's putting the work in to become a better wrestler. Um, you look at him before the pandemic, he was this scrawny little kid who was annoying as shit. You look at him now, he's totally different. Body transformation uh, he's still up scrawny. the ass. He's still, scrawny. he's still scrawny, but he's not like the pencil that he was prior true. to the... No, that's true. That's Yeah, true. I mean, so he's he's now a um, a Sharpie marker. Yeah, there you go. He's, yeah, exactly. He's a he's a Sharpie. He leaves an impression this time. But yeah, he, he gets, the, gets the win over Biff. Um, Bootsy versus, versus the South Pacific Savages uh, surprised me. I, yeah, I, I you know well, I you I liked it, and I I think I liked it a little more than I was expecting to like it. So I, I think I thought this, there was going to be a lot more shtick than what we got. We so did yeah, get some. We did, but we didn't get as much, and I think this was a better match. Than we would have gotten if it was Juicy and Jacob Fatu. I think Juicy and Toliona work very well together. I agree. Um, I, I think they're more of the well-oiled machine in that team, in that group. Um, but I mean, you look at both Effie and Ali, they've improved so much drastically in the ring. They, I mean, Effie is going to be Effie. He's going to do his, um, you know, his, his greatest hits in the, the uh, stick that he does. That's but fine. like, it's fine. It works. People love it. So if you love it, do it. That's the type of thing, you know, where it goes with indie wrestling. But, like, this was a lot of fun. This was uh, a little bit more brawlish than I expected. Um, you know you know who was a noticeable, uh, you know who missing that I think was noticeable? Uh, Matthew Justice and Mance Warner. I'm surprised they weren't here on the show. Um, you had them uh, not on the show. Uh, AJ Gray is put in the scramble match for his extreme title. Uh, good to see Starboy Charlie back. Yes. Uh, he wrestled to replace uh, injured John Wayne Murdoch. Um, so it was good to see him back in the ring. And, you know, it looks like he hasn't missed a beat. Um, and he has a lot of catching up to do. We've talked about this last week. We even talked about it when he came back. Like Titus, Nick Wayne, Billy. All of them have lapped him quite a few times with him being out, and it's unfortunate because Starboy was right up there with him. It's now time for him to play catch-up, and I think he has a chip on his shoulder, and he knows that for a fact. Like, he wants to be at the level of those three. And he had a good amount of shine in that match, too. He did. Uh, and our boy Titus was on was on the card as well. He def uh, he lost to Tony Deppen. I thought, I, not necessarily this, this, the tightest match between the two. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> trying to... But you know, like I, 
I would I would never dare call it sloppy because I don't think that's what it mm-hmm. was, but just uh, a couple of whiff spots, a little lacked a little finesse. Could be due to a lot of things. Look, uh, Titus graduating, you know, well, graduating, heading up on GCW. Well, yeah. It's not a graduation necessarily, depending on your point of view. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, heading up on GCW, I think it's a big deal. Uh, continuing his his big, um, um, the, 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 the good vibe that he has right now, that momentum he has with West Coast Pro. Um, Deppin is great. I will say Deppin I was do shoving like... fans. But that's his, but he, this is his new yeah. thing. I think I, I think so because he went down to um, the TW to, arena and got in the face of uh, what's his face his dad. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, so and d- yeah, but he's been doing that a little bit more. Uh, one of the things Deppin too, I do like that uh, mutilation uh, chicken wing that he does as his finisher. Now that's a nice uh, little adaptation on the cattle mutilation that Brian yes. uh, Danielson, you know, used primarily during Ring of Honor. We've seen a few times in AEW. Now I do want to talk about the main event. Um, I want to talk before Nick Wayne and Bandito. Go ahead. Let's talk about that first. Let's talk about that first. I'll let you start. How fucking awesome it was! Yeah, this was uh, this was a makeup for the San Francisco show, and uh, boy howdy! Oh, it was just amazing. It it was it's crazy, and it's the same it's the same record over and over again. But and I mean. Nick Wayne is getting so many reps in with so many people. It's again, it's just ridiculous. It just continues. It it never stops. On and on. And he's getting Will Ospreay in a month. Like yeah. and and Will and here's the thing is that Osprey, you hopefully considering that Osprey's kidney condition is all better too, you know, because he has a kidney infection right now. Hopefully he's all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully he'll be healed up in time. Cause, you know, Osprey's been you know, he hit the Indies a couple of times, wrestled Blake Christian to an uh, to an a true to form match of the year contender at Warrior Wrestling, fought uh, Titus a couple of weeks ago, Titus Alexander uh, in West Coast Pro, which was a very good match. I mean, there is, and but Osprey is not half-assing it. Like he's not, he doesn't have, he's not Minoru Suzuki coming to the north to the more North American shores and having his. Uh, uh, his uh, uh, his set match, you know, where okay, we're gonna do this and this and this and this, and you know, Osprey is Osprey's giving it. Osprey is he's being generous, he's giving, he's taking, but the matches have all been fantastic so far. So I can only imagine what the hell he's going to do with uh, with Nick Wayne at this point, because Nick Wayne is he's. He's feeling it. He's touching it. He's tasting it. He's fighting former Ring of Honor world champion Bandito and having a hell of a match with him. One that you Not couldn't have champion. seen on Ring of Honor. What? Not my champion. No. Uh, get out of here. You know what I mean. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. You know, it's just, a, it's it's outstanding stuff. You know, you know, Nick Wayne is also one of these guys that we always say the same thing week in and week out. But this was, this was just fantastic stuff. It was just fantastic. As high flying, tight, yeah. well done, energetic. I mean, I, what more do you want? It's interesting to see how 
Nick is trusted in certain situations and stuff like that at a very young age where mm -hmm. I don't think anyone else his age would be trusted with certain like situations and high profile matches like he's been getting month in and month out or you know however many times GCW runs a month and 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 like I look okay maybe Bandito's not a good example cuz he 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 has the reputation of being a very cool guy but who's someone recently that like a big timer that he's wrestling ACH like ACH could have big timed them. You know what I mean? Like he could have big timed them in the ring and just like undersell, uh, you know, uh, not be a snappy on returns, but everyone is giving to this guy. Everyone likes the kid. And they, and, and yeah. like you said, trust them. So they're, they're just, they're giving them they're giving them this platform but everyone is is giving along you know it's not just Brett booking the kid the people who are booked with him are working hard with him it's fantastic just think of that uh return on investment that TK is getting right now because of this he's oh, well, coming in yeah. I don't know if you heard but the 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 video game is going to sink AEW in a year you know, every oh, year that, there's a new reason. So, yeah, that makes sense. This year's the video game. This year's the video game that's going to. I thought it them. was uh, the new president of Warner Brothers Discovery. Oh no, it's that too. Game. Oh yeah, no, there's oh, two. Yeah, yeah, no, the, yeah, things. two things. The video game because okay. the video game went over budget, something that oh, video games no. never do, right? Um, and 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 then there's uh, and then there's the the stuff at Time Warner because you know if 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 they get booted off TNT. AEW's done, right? It never it ceases to in the water. I don't know if you knew this. I know I, I I did, and you know, I 100 percent agree. <laughs> get, get out of here. Get the bricks. Let's talk about the main event. Do we have to? I mean, like everyone else talked about it. No, but if, from a standpoint, let's just talk about this. It goes back to my point of Joey understanding how the business works and putting somebody over like a Drew Parker. Mm -hmm. Joey mm -hmm. wanted to, mm -hmm. Joey would have won this match because he's, you know, the GCW legend. He's, the, he's the day one guy. He is GCW. If you really think about it beside the gauge, um, but he gets how everything works. This is a, this was a good build to, to Drew in his run in TOS. Let's just be realistic. Like, this is something that people are going to, you know, remember, look at and say, you know, oh, this makes sense. This was, you know, Joey knew that, you know, he's a favorite probably to win TOS. Joey made him look good. Joey made him look strong. A lot of fun spots in this match. And I will... Fire the, spot the, pile driver, the pile driver off the stage through the floor. The pile driver off the stage should have killed anyone. I, killed I thought, anyone. I said, as the, why did Joey commit homicide before our eyes? Like why? Yeah. Why did he do it? Because that was that was a an, that was nuts. That was a crazy. Spot. That was nuts. I mean, you know, you had the the thumbtack spot. You had, I mean, if even before talking about the fire spot, you had the spot where the that finished the match. Drew doing the swanton off the ladder onto that uh, board, like board down on Joey, just crushing in the barbed wire a little bit. But people are talking about a fire spot where guess what fire spreads fire also is very hard to get out in a quick amount of time and you can't control fire should fire be in wrestling i don't know maybe not but guess what it's cool and you know it heats up the crowd a little bit um but Look, 
I don't see an issue with this spot. It's to me, and I've talked to you about this. This is a way to you know shit on Joey Moore. Oh, who did for it. sure. You know everyone. Look, I don't want to say everyone. I would say the vast majority of people shitting on this spot are people who have never watched a Joey Janela match of their life and listened to certain uh, legend podcasts. And I'm going to leave it at that. That's mm-hmm. that's how it is. Fire, yeah. fire and wrestling have a long-standing relationship. They really do. And this is not like to this is the thing that a lot of people don't get about Joey, which is unfortunate because I feel he transmits it very well. Joey is a guy who understands the history of the business and I think and who loves the history of the business. So when he does when we were when Joey Janela pulls a fire spot, it's because he, he's not inventing anything. He's like, it's some it it's a callback, it's a it's a it's you know, just bringing back some of the history that we've lost over 20 years of a PG product, right? Yep. Because it's always Ooh. been there. And he said it himself. And and when I was, because I watched Maniac after the whole thing. I saw the gifts, right? And I saw yeah, I saw that. So when he starts prepping for the spot, he gets the, the lighter fluid. And I'm like, Joey, you're putting too much. Joey, yeah, you're, Joey you're, just like you you but look and I as I was talking with with Kristen cuz we talked about this quite a bit as well she and I uh you're you're going to want th- wh- there's a what's the line Sean between putting too much lighter fluid on you know the mm-hmm. thing and not enough what's the line cuz then you want the spot to look cool cuz ultimately that's all that wrestling is is right. what you're going to do? Is it going to look cool? So if you don't put enough, and you get just like it's a not going to look cool, and you're we've seen see... it on Botchamania more than often, guys who try fire spots and the fire doesn't take, and it looks it looks stupid. And I mean, we had a fire spot that was botchy in GCW not too long ago. Not too long ago, there was a fire spot, I believe, between uh, SGC and oh, yeah. Tremont, and yes. uh, yeah. The, the, yes. engage that botch badly and you know i'm still shocked that tremont still wants to take fire spots after what happened to him in uh you know that uh match in the baseball stadium um you, against onita you want you want to talk about botchy botch-esque fire spots how about cody rhodes going through a table right that he wasn't supposed to go through well he first of all he went through it and he was the one doing the superplex yeah but brandy put so much fucking lighter fluid on the table yeah that table was, should have was been like bad way by the time they went through it and she herself was kind of like oh i think i fucked oh. up you know yeah and, i mean she realized it but like look the late. point is fire and wrestling have a long tenured relationship and it's not always been a good one. Now, now, should someone have run in with a fire extinguisher? Yes, absolutely. I th- like at some point there, you know, there's, uh, 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 there's, you know, fire on the mat as well as mm-hmm. the boot. Joey's trying to take it off. As someone runs in, and goes, does one of those, and the match goes on. Janella said, "I much prefer they poured water on it than the than the thing because then it gets in your lungs and that you know it it tastes." Mm-hmm. Well, Joey, I don't give a fuck about your lungs at this point. 
I mean, I you smoke, I, so your lungs are fucked anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I, I, you know, I want, I, I, I don't want you to have to go through skin grafts for like right. the next eight months and not, not be able to wrestle because of that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have a problem with the spot. The spot fucked up. What are you going to do? I th- my only issue with it is I, I do believe the water bottles was a bad look. I think yeah, the makes, water bottles were a bad look, and then them trying to stomp it out was also a bad look. It just it, terrible. it just look yeah. It makes it makes GCW look dime store when it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be. This is the promotion that many people will argue is the number three in the U.S. Like, now, you can't okay. be having uh, shit like that. That that's good that you bring it up because I I think it's a fair conversation to have. Is it the number three of promotion or are GCW diehards the one that think look, it's a number three and it's really not? Look. Because I'll tell you where I'll let you go first, but I think you know where I, Yeah. No, no, go ahead. You go ahead. Me, go ahead. It's baseball and GCW fans. I don't think they're the number three promotion in the US right now. And I'm not and I get it, you know, GCW is one of those promotions that has a cult like following and has almost that ECW vibe where, you know, ECW rose to that number three spot when there really wasn't anything else. There was nothing else. No, there was nothing else. There is so much else right now. But, you know, if you look at it from an outsider perspective, and I I take my GCW glasses off and I put on my actual one so I can see, right? They're not the the number three promotion in the U.S. Um, I would... I would still argue that maybe um, Impact is or New Japan is slowly starting to get some momentum from their U.S. side of things. I mean, it does help that you get guys like some of the big uh, Japan guys coming over and doing a little bit. But you are seeing them get a little bit more notoriety and buzz based on some of the recent shows that they've put on. Strong's getting a little bit more um, momentum behind it. Um, There's a lot of stuff going on, but I think GCW still falls into that niche audience our niche audience just because based on you know this different styles of wrestling they're more heavy on the hardcore style thing sure which is fine it's not for everyone and i think you know uh brett lauderdale knows that and that's why you have some offshoots like la fights and uh jcw to give them the ability to give them a f- traditional card in a sense of wrestling but well, yeah i think I'll well, go ahead, see, in, in in this respect, no, but you know, I I, I often use use that comically, you know, because it's just because you hear people saying, you know, oh, it's the third. But I agree, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's hard. To, I it's hard to to say that uh, the number three company in the land uh, doesn't have a TV, the, doesn't have weekly TV. You know, it's like there's 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 a couple of things there. Right. But, I mean, you can argue that they almost run weekly enough to be uh, on fight to be weekly. Sure. But even then, it, look, it's it, the old TNA model. Yeah. Yeah. TNA, TNA used to want, but they were monthly papes, not week. Right. Weren't they? monthly? No, they were weekly. They were weekly. They were papes. Weekly. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's the old TNA model. Um, but look, I, I think that there are many, 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 many comparisons that you can draw between GCW and peak ECW because on one hand, you know, ECW was renowned for the blood, for the violence, for the grittiness, for the swearing, you know, and all of that. Like, that's what it was known for. Maybe you came for that, but you stayed for the wrestling. You stayed for Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit and Rey Mysterio Jr. and Dean Malenko and uh, and uh, uh, Tajiri 
and super crazy. That's what you stayed for. That was the stage for some of the best uh, 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 wrestling matches in the U.S. at the time from these outstanding workers who all moved on to be, uh, most of them anyway, uh, huge stars in the uh, in the U.S. There's a lot of there's a lot of that that I see here, where, you know, GCW has this very gritty, violent foundation, but Jesus Christ, we get uh, Nick Wayne and Bandito on the card, right? Sure, I mean, you get the hits still out of it, and you find some hidden gems that you didn't expect to be good, like you found the Bussy versus the Toko Uso tag title match to sure. be surprisingly good. Like, there's stuff like that that you get hidden gems and stuff like that. You you get your standard wrestling matches, but you get the hardcore element, which was peak ECW at the time. Now, and again, I, I you know, sorry to bring this over to, you know, this topic, but I think it was an important topic to talk about based on some headway that we've heard, you know, the past few weeks and months ever since Hammerstein, so on and so forth. But... Do you feel that some of the buzz around GCWs has faded a little bit? Um, maybe a little, maybe a little, because I think everyone was extremely excited about Hammerstein, Hammerstein, Hammerstone, mm-hmm. not Hammerstone. No one really gets excited excited about Hammerstone. Except for Hammerstone. <laughs> um. No, but uh, look, I I think the world show, a lot of people were super stoked for it. And um, and a lot of people were waiting with bated breath for it to help establish them at this as this fabled number three promotion. Right. Because I think, you know, just because of all the connections, what the Hammerstein represents, uh, what, what it represents for wrestling fans, you know, and so on and so forth. And I th- personally, I thought it underdelivered. I think I'm not alone in that opinion. Uh, some people have much harsher opinions. I thought it was right. a very weirdly booked show. Um, because I know, think what hurt them was wanting to go traditional pay per view. I think if they just stuck to the fight show, probably I don't think you would have that time. But, yeah, I will but, yeah, say, but even even there, man, I like the booking was strange. All of your. The bo- all of your all of your GCW stalwarts outside of originals, yeah. uh, the originals, you know, if, outside of Nick Gage, right? They all lost. They they were all in losing efforts, you know. Right. And you know, Effie lost, uh, Ali lost, and you're like, what's what's going on? What, what what are we giving the fans here tonight? We're perpetuating storylines. What is this WrestleMania that? WrestleMania's building to WrestleMania backlash. What the hell is this thing? You know, no, but it's that kind of mentality where you're like, this oh, is of supposed course, to be yeah. the big show, make the fans go home happy. Instead, people are going like, well, you know, Effie losing to Jeff Jarrett is still someone got finessed here. Someone got, you know, I'm convinced Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett did Jeff Jarrett things to to finesse his way to a victory in this one because it doesn't make sense. Um, you know. And, you know, to a degree, maybe Ali, but like when you look at it, all the originals were in losing efforts or it, it just, I think they've had better shows after, since the world, you know, Maniac and, uh, and Astronaut are two that come to mind. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I think, I think the world was a big misstep because yes, I think everyone had their eyes on it. I think there's a bunch of people who really wanted it to work. 
to work out. I was someone that wanted that that wanted the the world to be a huge success. That's all we would be talking. We'd still be talking about it today. In oh yeah, in, if it wasn't you know? a success, and I think at that point maybe there's more to it about GCW being truly number three. Sure. Um, but I, I do think some of the hype and some of the number three conversation and stuff like that is in a bubble in the GCW fan base. No, and I, um, I, I, I will leave it at that as, you know, this is a, something we could talk about, for, uh, you know, forever. Um, but we do have a weekend slate of shows that we want to discuss in full detail. Uh, Warren, let's start off with uh, BLP. What you uh, looking forward to on that? God show? damn. Always bet on black. It's because uh, it's double or nothing weekend, brother. This is what we're doing now. Always bet on black from Vegas. Uh, the revenge match. Effie versus Bully Starks. Yeah, we got... This is all Effie's fault. No, mm, come on now. Yeah, he's he's taking the blame for it. I don't know if you saw his uh his oh, he's taking the blame promo. For it? Oh really? Yeah. So Effie. Oh yeah, he said and... he's the only guy. He created Bully Starks. He's the only guy who can. Yeah, okay. I see what you mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. So th- that one's right up there. Look, we're talking about the new the new kids on the block. Nick uh, Nick Wayne and Titus Alexander. That's going to rule. Um. Uh, Davy Richards and Anthony Green, that should also be fantastic. Uh, and uh, uh, Violence is Forever versus the the LA Dojo Boys, Carl Fredericks. How about that? Yumera. Yeah. Holy shit. How about Bailey Roger 2? Because we got the first one at the Unsanctioned Pro Show at Mania Weekend. Um, this should be an exciting one. And I will say, it wouldn't be a Black Label Pro Show without a what the fuck. Uh, match and that's Joey Janela and Super Crazy. Janela going after all anyone who anyone who can still wrestle from the '90s who still can. He yeah. just wants them all. It's fantastic. Yeah, and uh, coming over from Germany, we got the rotation taking on Crash Jackson, Keita Murray, and Kobe Durst. So there, there's a lot of fun on that card. It's a shame at the time slot that it's on on the East Coast, but it's going to be available for replay right after on Fight. So. All those East Coasters who, you know, like to sleep at normal hours, like like me and like Warren, because Warren's like 90. Um, he's probably in bed by 7. I know. I'm sorry, 7.30. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so we got Warrior Wrestling 22 on Saturday the 28th. I'm looking forward to the top two matches of this card, Richards, Osprey, um, mm-hmm. and Jedi Kai Athena. I think those two will be real fun. I uh, can't go without uh, discussing Jeff Cobb and Jonah, and I think Tootieland and Diana is going to be an uh, interesting matchup as well. What are you Jeff Cobb and Jonah this? at the at the New Japan show, uh, the Capital Collision show that they did in DC. Uh, these guys were in a six man, eight man tag. I mm-hmm. can't remember. Uh, and uh, everything in this in the match built to a Jonah Jeff Cobb standoff, and when it happened. Crowd went nuts. People like their big brutes being big brutes upon each other. This is going to be exciting. And Tootie Lynn versus Diana. I'm I'm a big fan of Tootie Lynn. Uh, she's been training with uh, Davy Richards as well. So um, I mean, the, I I'm really excited to see what she's going to do here. The last time I saw her was well that I saw her live was at. Um, was at the NWA show last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see how much she, she's come, how far she's come. And Diana's going to be a good, uh, 
uh, a good test for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm exactly. excited. This should be good. Prestige Roseland 3. They're doing two nights. But we are going to talk about the first night on May 28th, the Saturday, which of course is highlighted by Mia Yim versus Maki Ito for the TJPW Princess Championship, brother. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, the top two matches on this card, and you got Mayu Meshta versus uh, Slamovich. And God damn. No one should sleep on this because Masha, Masha wrestles the Japanese style. She's going to be great. This is this is going to rule. Got Busick and Jacob Fatu. <laughs> yeah, violence is forever versus C4 for the prestige tag team titles. It's just you got so a much. lot of fun on here. Shelly and Lawler. Shelly and Lawler, Taya Valkyrie and, and Willow Nightingale. Evans versus Ray Oris. That should be a lot of fun. Yes. It's interesting to see Evans. Evans is back on the indies this weekend. He wrestles uh Thursday night for VXS against Jordan Oliver. That's right. So that should be uh interesting to see him back on the indies and hopefully revitalized and revamped and refreshed. Maybe they'll let him do some of the heel work that they wouldn't let him do in, uh, in AEW. Because he's a, he's a hell of a heel, man. Oh, no, he is. He's a he hell is. of a I, heel. You know, remember his time in Generation X and then Vulture uh, Squad in uh, Ring of Honor. So, like, he has I, yeah. those chops. Yeah. Well, those are our recommendations for this weekend. Outside, of course, of the, uh, the, big, uh, the big Double or Nothing show. Uh, there's a, there's still a lot of wrestling going on. There's, there's a GCW there's night two of Prestige. There's a GCW show. Um, wrestling Revolvers putting on a show in Vegas. Part of this full right. tilt weekend. Um, FSW has a couple of shows. If you're interested in seeing them on their own streaming network, um, there's a lot of good stuff coming out this weekend. You know, busy weekend. Wish we could watch busy weekend uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. And and June is not going to be a slow month for wrestling on any level. On the majors, on the indies, there's just stuff all the time. But we are going to wrap this one up for another edition of Hot Shakes and Hand Dogs. Sean, geez, I'm really glad you're here. Thank you for, for, for doing this again. You know. Yeah, I'm really glad that you've asked me to do this. This is um, a lot of fun. It's good to talk about independent wrestling. It's good yes. to, you know... Share our knowledge about independent wrestling. Share our not our deep, deep knowledge that we want to partake upon people. And uh, let's. Uh, what do you got on the docket for Thursday, Warren? What's uh, let's preview that show a little bit. Cool it's a, man. It's a it's a, it's slow a surprise. Week. It's a slow uh, week for news so far. Like yeah. honestly, it's very, very slow. Uh, yeah, it's some sad stuff coming out from the Kota Ibushi saga. Yeah, a little bit. That, uh, that stuff is a, is a little is a little is a bit of a downer. I don't know if there'll be yeah. more developments coming on that front. I don't know how much how much there is to talk about at this point. Yeah, uh, at this look, point, yeah. You know, um, you know, Ric Flair is against Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Sandy the Ram, brother. Well, well, apparently, like they're they, well. Look, they're doing they're doing the Ric Flair FTR versus Rock and Roll Express ho, uh, mystery partner thing. That's actually happening. They're doing that, that is happening. It's the mystery partner now that apparently might be. It's rumored to be Hulk Hogan, and I could not be any less excited 
for that, that, that combination back. of matches, despite the fact that the Rock and Roll Express and FTR are involved. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think... It doesn't yeah. speak to me, you know? Like, it's something that just absolutely... 100% doesn't speak to me. Look, last week we were overwhelmed with the Sasha and Naomi stuff and Dakota Ibushi stuff for last week. I'm saying it's a slow news week because there's no, there's no like massive overhanging, overhanging uh, news that's just like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, I mean, there's still some more fallout from that Sasha and Naomi stuff with more removals and all that fun stuff on socials. And at the very least, at the very least, I'll just do an extremely deep dive of Wednesday's Dynamite, which is the go-home show for And some Super Juniors update. And, of course, the Super Juniors update, which is progressively going up, up, and up, and up. You know, I've, I was last week I was talking about they rolled out the welcome mat for all the new guys. Now people are... Now now it's starting to feel like a tournament. Now it's starting to feel like they're sinking their teeth. It's interesting that they're doing these uh, 10-match cards for the remainder of the tournament with, you know, both blocks wrestling... That's what I like that now. a little bit more than some of the tag match stuff that you would get normally in these tournaments. It's a longer watch now, you know. Well, mm-hmm. ultimately, sure, you sit course. down for longer as opposed to sitting down more often for shorter. How about that? Well, that we'll be uh, back uh, next week with um, more some independent wrestling, more of it, and maybe maybe more. some of this too. Yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks again, Sean. And thank you everyone yeah, no for problem. listening. Thank you for watching. And uh, we'll see you next time.